This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning, Yvonne. It's Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's grateful, Deborah Evans. Good morning. Happy Monday to you. Thank you. Good, good, all that 
Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday. It's JC. Hey, How's JC. everybody doing? Top yes. of the morning. Good morning. Grateful morning. Okay. God morning. Just Sister Sabrina, can you please pray for uh, my child and all the kids that's going back to school for peace today, please? Thank you. Yes, I can. Give me one second to bring her to I'm running a little hard. That's all right. I understand. I didn't know. Okay, one sec. Let me put this down. Forgive me, everyone. It's Happy Monday. Yes, it is. Yes, a beautiful Monday. Okay, Mm -hmm. this is Sabrina. Yes, pray for my daughter and my grandchildren and all the kids that's returning back to school today. But uh, peace, you know, just peace over yes, the children yes. and the schools. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Appreciate you. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too, beautiful. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Good morning, JC. Good morning, family. It's Prosperous. Good morning, Prosperous Pam. Good morning, good morning Deborah. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Susie. How are you? I've been better. Please keep oh, me in your prayers. Got you covered, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, grateful. You're welcome. Deborah Evans and Yvonne, I heard you guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning to you, too. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Good morning, JC. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. This is Juanita. Good morning, Declare Victory, and good morning, JC. Good morning, Juanita. Happy Monday. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. This is JC. Welcome to the Claire Victory. Happy Monday. Good morning. This is JR. Happy Monday. Hi, JR. Happy Monday. Have a good day, hon. Thank you. You're very welcome. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Welcome. this is Leonia. Happy, happy Monday, Jesse. Good morning. Happy Monday. You have a great day. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday. This is JC. Good morning, JC. Happy Monday, it's Rochelle. Good morning, Declare Victory. Have a super awesome day. You too, sweetheart. Good morning, good morning, Rochelle. Anyone else? Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Happy Monday. Okay, I'll give you another moment. 
Anyone else before I get started? Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday and welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning. Good morning. This is Catherine. Good morning. Hi, Catherine. Happy Monday, sweetheart. Happy Monday. All right. Okay, it's time to get started with the call, everyone. Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello again, my name is JC and I am your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9, I'm sorry, we're gonna start that over, forgive me. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to call in during the month of August, where our monthly theme is entitled Focus. Each declarer will discuss how their focus should align with God's plan in order to execute the work he has planned. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed too. There is one announcement today. First, please join us tonight and every Monday night for Marriage Matters for married couples or married hopefuls. You can call into the same phone number tonight at 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time and 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You will be happy that you did. There was one prayer request submitted via the app. Can you please mute your line, please? Thank you. Sis Galicita is praying for healing uh, for cancer. Oh, my God. Once I missed the name. She's praying for cancer, for carry-on cancer, someone has, and for a, a kidney transplant. Uh, and that was for Patty. Please forgive me, Valacita. I have a spoken request from Sabrina. It's for her daughter and her granddaughter and for all the children going back to school, that they will have peace and a great school year. Continued prayers for Sis uh, Susie. We love you, Sis. Okay. The order of the call, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Ramona. The declaration will be brought by Lavelle. Then we will run into closing comments hosted by the declare. Once again, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Ramona. Declaration will be brought by Pastor Lavelle. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declare. The scripture for today, Romans 12 and 16, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute and tell instructed to come off mute. I now pass it on to the prayer warrior. Ramona, God bless you all. Have a great day, and I love you. 
Hello, good morning, JC. I did not catch the um the, I think the first one you said that was in the app. Oh, I'm sorry, that was from Valacita for Patty. And she has cancer. So you said it was for Val it was for Patty? Yeah, for Valacita. For Patty. Mm-hmm. And it's for can cancer. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay, thank you. Okay. You're welcome, sweetie. Have a good you too. Oh, gosh, you guys, come on. Glory be to God. Let's put our minds and our hearts and, and position ourselves to our Heavenly Father who loves us so much. Holy Spirit, lead and guide you right now. Oh, thank you, Lord God. Oh, Father God, we just come right now saying glory, glory be to God. Oh, we just glorify you for just being the awesome God that you are, the amazing God that you are. We just say Thank you for your amazing love towards us. Oh, we just bless your holy name. We thank you that you loved us so much that you sent your only begotten son to come to establish, establish us back in alignment with you. And we just thank you, Father. We thank you for your amazing love towards us, Lord God. And we just glorify you for it, Father. And we just say thank you. We ask you also, Father, to please forgive us of any sins that we have committed, the ones we know and the ones we don't know, Father. And we thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you for you forgiving us. And we thank you that you continue, Father God, please, to create in us a clean heart that we shall forgive as you have commanded us. Oh, Father, we want to forgive like you, Father. We want to not hold on to any bitter, angry, things that you have commanded us not to. So we just ask you to have your way in and through our hearts, that we shall be forgiven as you commanded us to, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you that you don't withhold nothing from us, Lord God. We thank you that you, you, you keep your focus on us, Lord. You keep your eye on us. You know, every hell on our head, Lord. Oh, God, we just thank you, Lord, that our soul knows you way before you even created this world. Our soul knew you, knows you. So may our soul be reminded of you, Lord, on this day. May our soul, God, be reminded of your love and, and your your um purpose towards us, Lord God. And we just say thank you. We just say thank you on this day, Lord. We just come right now also petition our God asking you to touch the children on today as they go back out, going back to school, Father God. Oh Lord, we know that you love your children. You love your children. So we just say Please touch the adults that surround them. Oh, Father, we pray that they heart, have a heart of compassion and love and kindness towards these children, Lord, that they would lead and guide them, Lord, with your love and kindness, Lord. And we just pray your protection around them, that you be a fence around them, Father God, and protect protect them from all the evil that may come, Father God, because we know 
God. Uh, we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but we're fighting against principalities and high places, Lord. And we know that enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And we know how he's been coming and attacking our children. So we just plead the blood of Jesus over them right now, Lord God. We thank you for your blood. We thank you for your covering them. We thank you for your love towards them, Lord God. And we just say glory to your name. We say glory. We ask you also, Father, to touch Susie. Touch Susie, Father, in her health and her journey up and going through um, her healing process, Father God. We just pray that you give her peace, comfort, glory, and just have your way that your will shall be done in her life, Father. And we say glory be to God. We thank you. We thank you for what the good things and the healing you're doing through your daughter Susie. Father God, we also ask you to touch Patty. Father, we know that you can do all things but fail, Father God. And we just ask you, Father, to touch Patty as she goes through this process with cancer, Lord. We know that by your stripes, Jesus, by your stripes, she's healed. Father, thank you, Jesus, for the healing that, that the, um, what you took for Patty and for us all. And we just say thank you for the healing that you're going to give her, the victory that is going to be won through this cancer, Lord. And we say glory be to God. Have your way in and through all these situations, Lord. May your will be done. May the will, your will be done, Lord God. Glory be to God. Father, we also actually the touch um, all of us, all of us, Father God. You know us. You formed us in our mother's womb, Lord God. You know everything about us, Lord. So we just ask you to have your way through us, Father God. May we just, on this day, Father, be strong in Romans 8 and 28, that we shall know and be confident that, God, you are deeply concerned about us. Because all things work together um, for your good, for those who love God. So, so we, we love you, Father God, and we are called according to your plan and your purpose, Father. So thank you, Lord, for creating us. As a person, a perfect faith before you even made us a person, Lord God. So may we walk and be confident in knowing that we are the righteousness of God, that you, we are your ambassadors, we are your servants, Father God, that we are set aside, we are royal priesthood, Father. So we, I just ask, Lord, that anything that is blocking us from walking in our purpose, Father, that you reveal it in the end. Expose it and remove it right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We just ask right now, Lord God, anything that is backing us from focusing on you, on you, you is the great, oh, greater, not the lesser, Lord God. Oh, remove it, Lord God. Give us a new perspective to see it differently. Now have your way. Have your way, Lord God. We need you. We need you, and we thank you, Lord, that you are with us. You promised to be with us and never leave us, never forsake us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we can be confident in knowing that you hold in our right hand. You leading and guiding us, Lord God, into all truth, Father God. So we just say glory, hallelujah. We say thank you, Lord, for being for us and not against us, Lord. We say thank you, Lord, that you love us so much, Lord, that you made us. You said we are the head and not the tail. We we are the windows and not the bars, Lord God. We just focus and trust you in all all things. May our focus be on you, Lord, in all things. 
Oh, thank you, Lord, for the new sight you want to give us on today. Oh, thank you for just just all that you want to lead. And thank you for the path of righteousness, Lord, that the narrow path you want to lead and guide us into today, Father God. We say thank you. We glorify you. We say thank you that you love us so much, Lord, that you said it's finished, that the victory is already won. May we know and trust in you and knowing that, Lord God. I say just have your way on this day. You know. You know exactly what we need, Lord God. And we say, we just ask that, Lord, you, you put on the armor of God is on, on us on today, Lord, so we withstand all the, 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 the wiles of the devil, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for the hymn of salvation, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for the fell of truth, Lord God. We thank you for the shield of faith. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the sword. We thank you for the so your word. Lord God, that is a double-edged sword, Lord God, that is alive, Lord God, that, oh, we thank you, Lord, also for the shoes that you put on our feet, getting us ready to stand, Lord God, stand and be the light that you called us to be on the hill, Lord God, stand, Lord, and proclaim your word, and proclaim and tell the world that the, that you're good, Lord God, that you're good, Lord God, that you can, that you can work they, they, they bad out for the good, Lord God. So we just say thank you, Lord. We say thank you. We glorify you. We just honor you because you are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. So, Lord, right now, Lord, we just come, Lord, giving you praise, giving you glory, giving you the honor that you are due, Lord God, for all that you're doing in our life, Father God, for keeping us, Lord God, and protecting us, Lord God. So we just come off mute right now, Lord, giving you praise, giving you glory, because you are worthy. You are worthy, Lord. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, Hallelujah, you are God. God. We bless you. Lord. Lord. You are the that we can stand on, Lord God. Lord God. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, dear Lord. There's no one like you, dear Lord. You are the King of Kings. Praise your own name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you just for another day that you created. Thank you, dear God. Thank you for the prayers, dear Lord. So the name of this it's all about that I pray that I trust Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord.
Um, and on this subtopic, I want to speak on, though I'm being focused, I got my second win. I got my second win. Um, um, though, though you are in pain, um, you, you are yet still being processed. Um, it, it, it stated that uh, runners describe the feeling of a second win as, as one of increased confidence, and they're suggesting that um, the second win is, in, is, is improved performance of less strenuous breathing, which is to say that second win kicks in when you're feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling fatigued. Uh, they're suggesting that one issue they say about the second win is that you never know when to expect it. You just got to stay focused on what you're doing. Um, uh, matter of fact, uh, Bill Morgan of the Chattanooga Track Club, who is the former president, he says that a second win is something that you fill in your tank. It, it's a confidence between your end and your energy that restores you and it restores your restoration. And when you're almost about to give up, that's when uh, your, your, your second win kicks in and make you feel like you can finish. And, and I'm saying that this morning, somebody who's, who's trying to remain focused, uh, for somebody on the line, uh, the journey has been long for you. It, it, it's, been, it's been tough. It's been rough. And God has been sending you little minor miracles to let you know that even though you're suffering, even though you're going through what you're going through, God is still sparing you. Because the reality is the race could have taken you out. And no matter how long you've been running, you still got a long way to run. And God is saying that I'm going to give you something before you get to the finish that's going to help you finish. And so, and so God shows Job that you're, you're in your almost chapter because Job gets weak, I believe, uh, around chapter 38, and he starts questioning, questioning God. And God, before he gives him his second win, he answers him in a whirlwind. And then in chapter 38, uh, before God gives him his second win, he answers him in a whirlwind because Job decides that he's going to cross-examine God. But God flips the script. And he says, before you put me on the witness stand, he said, let me put you on the witness stand. He said, Job, you want to ask me where was I when you when, when, when you were suffering? But Job, I want to ask you, where were you when I stepped out on nothing, spoke through the mic of time and said, let there be and world started to twirl? Where were you when I put the squirm and the worm? Where were you when I put the meow and the cat, the bark and the dog, the laugh and the hyena? Where were you when I put the speed and the cheetah? Where were you when I taught the fish how to swim, the kangaroo how to hop, the monkey how to jump? He said, where were you when I put the calcium in the milk and the protein in the meat? <laughs> he, said, he said, where were you when I put the sun 93 million miles from planet Earth? If I brought it one inch closer, you'd burn to death. If I put it one inch further, you'd freeze to death. He said, where were you, Joe, when I allowed the moon to shine as the Queen Esther of the night to shine as a yellow jackal of glory lying on black velvet? 
He said, where were you, Joe, when I placed the stars in their silver sockets? Where were you? He said, you want to ask me about me, but I want to ask you about you. And the reason God doesn't punish Job right now for questioning him is because God knew that Job was focused, that he knew what Job didn't know, and that was the storm was just about over. And somebody on the line, you need to understand that God gives you a word of encouragement because you, you've been suffering a long time. And sometimes you can find yourself getting a little weak and you're about to mess up with your faith, your faith. You're about to mess up your foundation. You're about to mess up all the stuff you've come through because you're getting weak. Because for Job, it's been a long time. And, and you know, I'm, 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 I'm really talking to somebody here today that you're trying to understand the very book of Job. And you need to understand that most of us think that the book of Job is about God prospering Job. But the book of Job is, 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 is more than just God prospering Job. It's, it's more than just about this man's pain and problems. But, but the book of Job is about purpose because God has purpose behind every moment of pain that he allows us to go through in our lives. And the good news about all of what you've been going through is that you're remaining focused and is that you ought to thank God that though no one else knows, the Lord knows the purpose behind what he's permitting in your life. Um, I said God knows the purpose behind your pain because it's not just about perseverance. It's not just about prosperity, but, but it's, it's about purpose. And so what happens is when you look at the very name of Job, though these are poetic expressions, the very name of Job means hated. And with everything that Job endures, you would think that somebody has Job on his hate list. But, but I want to suggest to you today, uh, uh, declare victory, that Job's primary theological question, the thesis of Job's book, is why do good people suffer? And there are some of you that are listening to me today, you're saying, Pastor, I, I'm not as bad as some other people. I, I don't do some of the other stuff that they do. And, and so, Pastor, why do I suffer so much? I mean, just, just when I think I got life together, just, just when I think I got this, my religious act together, just when I'm coming to church and trying to do the best that I can, then all hell breaks loose in my life. And not only when I think I got it together, but then I suffer just like Job and his triangular triad of thinkers suggest to him, Elphaz, Bildad, and Zophar, they suggest, they say, listen, man, you're not all that holy. It must be some secret sin that's in your life because nobody can say they're a servant and suffer like that. I mean, I mean, I mean, declare victory. Have you ever had people in your life? Uh, uh, when, when you were in your season of suffering, they start trying to trace your trouble and they start trying to trace the situations in your life. And so they begin to question, yeah, you were doing all that shouting. Yeah, you was doing all that hand waving in church, but you got all that suffering going on. You were doing all that dancing and praising and clapping, but you also doing all that suffering. It must be some sin because nobody can be that holy and catch that much hell. But let me help you out today, my brothers and sisters. You need to know that 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 it was not about discipline. It was not uh, he was not punishing him for his wrongdoing. Job thought it was about destruction. Elihu thought it was about direction. But God said this is a demonstration because I not only develop you by delivering you, but sometimes I develop you by giving you a demonstration of not only what I can give you when the sun is shining, but God says I've learned that I can teach you how to keep you 
when the storms are even raging in your life. Because you got to understand that when you look at what God, what God is, is doing, Job needed some spiritual insight. He learned that the chasm between God and man left no place for self-sufficiency. But you need to understand that a fresh wind, if you stay focused, is going to come right where you are, my brothers and sisters. And, and, and if you're going to survive by that second wind, I know that whatever has happened to you in your life lately, it knocked the wind out of your sail. But God sent me by declared victory today to give you some good news. It was no accident that you showed up on here today. Ha, Shando. that There's some people who don't who, who know what you've been going through, but God sent you on this line today for me to give you confirmation that if you stay focused, a second wind is on its way. Wow, you, you, you ought to touch yourself and say, you know what, I, I, pastor's right, I'm, I'm getting ready to hold on through this drama. And, and, and see, 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 you, 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 they, they, they really uh, uh, don't know about the pain that you've been suffering, but the second wind is going to validate, validate all the hell that you've been catching, all the stuff you've been going through, but you got to hang on in there and stay focused a little while longer. And so, and so very quickly, because I got to get back on this freeway, um, I, I want to talk to three crowds. I want to talk to three crowds this morning. Um, 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 I, I, yeah, I want to talk to three crowds. And when I get to the third crowd, you know, I'm at the end of this declaration. Um, so I don't have to keep telling y'all that I'm nearly through. So the first crowd I want to talk to is those that are losing. The second crowd I want to talk to is those that want it back. And the third crowd I want to talk to this morning is those who know it's going to be better because of what you lost. I said, I want to talk to three crowds, those that are losing. Then I want to talk to crowds that want it back. And then I want to talk to the crowd who knows it's going to be better when it's all over. So the first thing I want to throw at you is that the text shows me today that if you're going to stay focused and get your second win, the first thing that you have to do, listen to this, you have to patiently suffer affliction. Somebody needs to write that down. You have to patiently suffer affliction. Now, you don't have to pray for patience because you don't have a choice. <laughs> it, 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 it's chapters later for Job. It's been a long road, 40-some chapters. Job is doing what's right, but he's experiencing what's wrong. And most of us think that God wants to set up some type of uh, 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 juridical arrangement, which literally means every time I do something right, God's got to bless me. But no, it don't work like that because you can be doing what's right, and he'll still permit some burdens to come in your life. And you need to understand, children of God, it's been 40-some chapters for Job. My question to y'all this morning, how long has it been for you? But you're saying, man, you're saying, Pastor, I got to patiently suffer this thing? Yes, because even though, number one, you're divinely described, because in chapter 1, uh, verses 7 and 8, I believe God was the one that said, this man fears me. He shuns the very presence of evil. He's perfect. He's an upright man. God was the one who blessed him with seven sons, three daughters, which was a sign of Hebrew favor. God was the one that blessed him with uh, 7,000 sheep. That was, that was uh, a wool from, for clothing. I believe 3,000 camels. That was for transportation. 500 oxen. Oxen, that was for plowing. 500 sheep ashes, asses. That was for reproduction. This was God that blessed him. But, 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 but don't miss this. Not only did God bless him, but it was God who altered the blueprint. Because I believe the text said that Satan shows up 
to a staff meeting that God called. He was using this moment for angelic accountability, and the angels were coming up to give their report on their stewardship. And all of a sudden, before he started the meeting, he said, Satan, what are you doing here? And he said, God, you know what I'm doing here. He said, I'm going to and fro up and down in the earth trying to find me somebody I can devour. Satan tells the truth, but he didn't tell the whole truth. But God shows him, I'm the one. God says, I know everything. He said, you're not just seeking those you can devour. You got a number one person on your hit list, and you've been wanting him a long time. Your heart, watch this, in the original language, your heart has been set on Job. He said, well, matter of fact, God, since you brought him up, I've been trying to get him, but you know what my problem is. Every time I come at him, God, I ran into you. And y'all, while y'all sitting there, wherever you are, in your house, in your car, at your job, while you looking at how you're looking right now, you would have encountered the same hell that would have caused you to lose your life, lose your mind, if it wasn't for the hand, the hedge, and the hedge of God protecting you and wouldn't let Satan have his way in your life. Y'all, I'm going to wait on y'all because, because I, I can shout on that part by myself because there's a whole lot of stuff that could have happened, that would have happened if it wasn't for every time Satan came at me, God was standing in his way. See, 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 most people like to shout about uh, what you know God has been protecting, but, but I got a greater level of worship in this day and time because I'm shouting today for the stuff that God could have let happen, but didn't let happen, that, that, that I know I didn't, that, 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 that I, I didn't know nothing about, but the enemy had to confess <laughs> I would have if it wasn't for God. Wow, wow, y'all, y'all. Y'all, y'all, I'm going to pause right here because you just don't know how good God really is. There's a whole lot of stuff that did happen, but I'm shouting about what didn't happen. Uh, okay, so he says, he says, I wanted him. I, I went at him. But every time I tried, you got a hedge around him. But I tell you what, if you move that hedge, I'll make him curse, it to, curse you to your face and die. And God said, you don't know Job like that. Satan said, this ain't nothing but a sunshine saint. Because if you do for me what you've done for him, I'd be like that too. He said, but let me move his stuff. And let me tell you this, y'all, parenthetically, that Satan has that same indictment today because he thinks that your shout, he thinks that your worship, he thinks that your stewardship, he thinks that your spirituality, he thinks the reason that you get on declared victory every morning and your seriousness is only tied to God because of what God gives you. And he feels that if you start losing stuff, you're going to turn your back on God. But I wonder, is there anybody in this room today that can speak for yourself and say, Satan is crazy? Do you think I'm going to turn my back on God just because I lost some stuff? Do you think I'm going to give up on church, give up on declared victory? I'm going, I'm going to give up on my relationship with God because I've lost a few resources? Do you think I'm going to resign on God because of some stuff I lost? I'm going to hang in there and stay focused even more. He said, the only reason that Job is connected to you is because of stuff. Let me take his stuff. And God said, you know what? He said, what I'm going to do, he said, I'm going to give you power, but I'm not going to give you all power. So God shows him, number one, that he's omniscient. He knows all things because Satan only told him, I've been seeking to see who I can get. But God said, told him, no, you didn't tell the whole truth. He said, you've been having your mind on Job. And now he shows him that I'm omnipotent because I got all power. He says, the reason I'm going to show you that I got all power is because what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you limited power, touch his resources, but watch this, you can't touch his life. 
You see, if you don't have no other reason, declared victory, to give God praise, the devil meant to get your car, but he couldn't get you. He meant to get your house. He meant to get your cash. He meant to get your friends and all that other stuff, but he can't get you. You know what? You want to know why? Because the little footnote that's in the contract only allows Satan to go so far. I said, I said the footnote in the contract, God says you can touch their stuff. Ah, but they're so focused. Don't touch their life because their life is in my hands. So, 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 so I'm going to give you just a minute just to lift your hands. Look right where you are and go ahead and give God some praise for some stuff that Satan took, but he just couldn't touch you. And let me tell you this, y'all, y'all, you, you can do that with a level of arrogance. You can do that with a level of pride. You can stick your chest out and say, say Satan and say, nanny, 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 nanny. Uh, you touch my car, but you can't touch me because I got somebody that not only blocks for me, but he, but, but, but uh, that, that backs me, but he's also blocking for me. He said, don't put your hand on his soul. But wait, he says, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get Job. Y'all, I'm just trying to get y'all in chapter 42. I, I, the rest of the declaration is real short. He says, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to mess with his flock. Uh, I believe, I believe, and I'm, 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 I'm par, paraphrasing, uh, the, the, the Sabaeans took, I believe, 500 oxen, 500 she asses. I believe in chapter 1, verse 14 and 15, fire fell from heaven, consumed his sheep. Uh, uh, 16, verse 1, um, verse 17, chapter 1, the Chaldeans took all his camels, and, 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 then, and then runners come, to, uh, come telling Job, all your stuff is gone. And he said, that's all right. And I remember he said, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away, blessed, blessed be the man, name of the Lord. He didn't move when he lost his flock. He took that lying down. But when a sad runner came, because all 10 of his kids were at the elder brother's house, which when you check out chapter one, Job was worshiping in advance while his kids was drinking wine. Job was worshiping because he didn't know what was going to come out of his kid's mouth. Oh, read chapter one when you get time. Uh, Job is worshiping on behalf of his kids because his kids are drinking wine and wine will give you another spirit and you and, and have you doing and saying some stuff that you don't need to say. But Job says, I'm going to worship on behalf. And while Job is having this worship session, then Mother Nature gets upset. Satan says, I'm going to take all 10 of his kids out at one time. And all four corners of the house was hit by a strong wind. And the runner comes telling Job, the Bible says, uh, then Job arose. Because you want to know why? Because Satan says, I think I got him now. But Satan just don't know that there are some things that, that you touch in my life is going to push me to stand up. You see, what folks don't know is they keep pushing at you and pushing at you, but the stuff they're taking from you really don't matter. But there's always something in your life when you put your hands on that's going to make me and cause me to stand up. Wow. And not only that, when he stand up, he, he hit his flock, he hit his family. But in chapter two, the devil jumps in his wife. She becomes an advocate for Satan. Watch this. She says the same thing. She starts talking the satanic talk. She says, uh, listen, man, we've lost everything. And you still uh, around here talking about integrity with God? Why don't you just curse God and die? And he looks up, looks up at her and said, baby, obviously, uh, you don't know that you only have two sentences in 42 chapters, because after chapter two and after that little brief verse and after he straightens her out, she don't have anything else to do with Job. And can I suggest to you, declared victory, that maybe your problem is that you're taking people into chapter 42 that was meant to stay in chapter two. 
You're giving people a whole chapter, a whole book that's only meant to have two verses. It's time to cut some people off. Don't you take old people in a new chapter. It's time to cut some uh, of that stuff off. It's time to let some people go. Don't give them a whole chapter. The flock is gone. Family's gone. Joe chapter 2, around verse 7, boils break out from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. I mean, everything's gone. And now he has open chapters. His three friends just look at him and shake their head. Seven days of silence. Don't say anything. And when they finally open their mouth, they say, man, you've been a religious hypocrite. Forty-some chapters patiently suffer affliction. Forty-some chapters. It's all gone. But this is where I want to park in chapter 42. That's the first crowd. You lost some stuff. You lost some stuff. Yeah, you lost. I lost some stuff. Everybody on this line lost some stuff. We had to patiently take it. But now I want to talk to the crowd that wanted back. Because when you look at chapter 42, verses 9 and 10, it shows us when and how he gets it back. Because most people just shout that God gave them double for his trouble. True. But you have to back up and see when and how did he get double for his trouble. Because number one, you got to patiently suffer affliction. That's my first point. But number two, you have to prayerfully sponsor your antagonist. In other words, those that hurt you the most, those that dislike you the most, those that beat you down the most, you got to sponsor them when they try and stab you. See, I I, I knew I would lose y'all there because don't nobody want to shout right there because your mode of thinking is if you cuss me, I'm cussing you. If you hit me, I'm liable to take your head off. If you stab me, I'm going to stab you. You lie on me, I'm going to lie on you. You backbite me, I'm going to backbite on you. You dig a ditch for me, I'm going to dig one for you. But no, not when you focus and you got a real relationship with God. Because when Job looks at how long God has been keeping him without stuff, Job is in chapter 42. He says, I bet not mess up now because look how Job has been empowered. And so when you look at chapter 42 and Elphaz, uh, uh, Bildad, and Zophar, uh, they did according as the Lord commanded them. And, and the Bible says the Lord also accepted Job. Now, now, when you back up to verse number eight in chapter 42, he says, now you go to Job and you take him an offering. And Job is going to pray for you, which ought to be your prayer, because if he prays for you, I'm going to accept you. But if Job rejects you, then I'm going to deal with you after your folly. You see, declare victory, when people hurt you, they just don't know that their blessing may be tied to how you feel in chapter 42. You still don't have it? All right, let's look at it again. Because, because, because people don't know the favor that's on your life. Because the text says that the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed. And that word prayed is palau in the Hebrew, which literally means to intercede. It literally means to intervene. It literally means to interpose. You see, what you've got to understand, while people are fake, they still need your favor. Yeah, that's what the cross was all about. Because when Jesus was on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. They didn't ask for it. But he extended it. He says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do because they were operating on a level of ignorance and they were not as intelligent because they were nailing hands. They just didn't know whose hands. They were nailing feet. Ooh, to help me, God. But they didn't know whose feet. They were, they, they put a crown of thorns on his head, but they just didn't know who hit because people hurt you because they don't have your true identity. Because if they really knew the power you had, if they really knew the value that's on your life, if they really knew the signature that's on your life, they wouldn't treat you the way they've been treating you. But watch what Job does. 
Job says, I'm going to treat you like a friend when you've treated me like an enemy. See, you're not ready to get your stuff back until you remain focused, until you get rid of your enemy list and start treating your enemies like your friends. I hear you, I hear you, I hear you, and I'm almost finished, y'all. I, I hear you, I hear you saying, Pastor, if I let it go, if I let them get past this, if I let them get around this, then, then it's going to be like they walking over me, and I ain't going to let nobody walk over me. Well, that's satanic talk, because when God's got your back, he'll use your enemies as your ushers. Releasing them releases you, and maybe your stuff is tied up because you got somebody else tied up. Y'all remember a couple months ago, I, 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 I talked about LIG, let it go, let it go. Now, see, when I started earlier, folks say they want it back. But now, y'all, people usually shut down. And it ain't because I've been declaring too long. It's because you got some people in your heart and in your mind that you say, I don't care what pastor says because I ain't going to show no sign of weakness because I plan to get them back. But no, that ain't the way you think when you focus, because if God has been keeping you like this, if God has been blessing you like this, you don't have time to stoop to their level. Because when you treat them like an enemy, God has to treat you the same. But when you learn how to treat your enemy like a friend, you got to sponsor your antagonist. You got to learn how to cover those that left you uncovered. You got to learn how to protect those that left you unprotected. Every hurt relationship, God was using it to push you forward. Everybody that stepped on you, God was using them to push you forward. Satan was behind it, but God says, I'm covering it. Don't you know God is saying, I'm showing you how much power you have? You, you, listen, listen, you got to stay focused. You, you, you've come too far to be bitter. And, 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 and it's affecting you. It's affecting your relationship with man. It's affecting your, your church relationship. It's affecting your productivity in church because you're so bitter now. You, you, you're, you're getting unfocused. You're, you're so hurt now. You're, your heart is so hard. Your mind is so concrete. It's mixed up, but it's set now. You got to understand, you got to get in there and break all that stuff up. Stay focused. Get, get that stuff out of you because you're acting as another person. And a person with power don't have to keep saying it. A person with power don't use it in a negative way. A person with power says, I'm going to wait on you because you'll be back. <laughs> I know you left me, but you'll be back. And when you get back, my prayer is what you need. I'm, I'm wondering, is there anybody on this line that knows that your prayer life Listen to this. I, I'm going to give you this for free. You, you, I ain't even going to charge you. You got to know your prayer life has to be greater than the pressure your enemy put on you. Your prayer life has got to be greater than the pain they cause you. My prayer life is greater than the enemies I got in my life. They just don't know my prayer life. I just need a few people on this line that that just uh, that, that don't understand. They want to know why you're still treating me nice out of all that I put you through, out of all I've done to you, because it ain't about you. It shows me that Christ deals with me the way I deal with you, and so my prayer life has got to be great. And today, if you go out and start sponsoring those that hurt you, the most God is saying, sponsor some people. Every time you see them, you roll in your eyes. Every time you see them, they come down one aisle. You skip into another aisle. Every time you see them, you use energy to make sure you don't speak to them. But no, that's when I was on another level. That's when I wasn't focused. But now that I'm on a brand new level, is there anybody on the line that can say I'm on a brand new level? Ah, next time you get to church, when you get to church Sunday, you need to tell folks on your road, this is the let it go road. This is the let it go road. We got to let this thing go because my second win is up for grabs. I mean, I mean, it's almost over. Don't mess up. 
Don't mess it up. Acting like your enemy sponsor them. You got some family. You need to let them go. You've been you've been holding that stuff for 20 years. You've been holding stuff on people. Some man did you wrong. Some woman did you wrong. You've been you've been holding that stuff. Can I help you out? The reality is, the reality is sometimes God won't let them be there for you because in some instances in, in your life, it's made for you to go through isolation so you can get confirmation. Some stuff God permits you. God won't let them answer the phone. God won't let them come to your rescue. And you got to learn how to let some people go. It's, it's not that important because in the end, before you get your prosperity, he has to look at your prayer. I'm through. Okay. Now, if I patiently suffer affliction, if I prayerfully sponsor my antagonist, what else do I need to do, Pastor? Finally, here it is. Verse 10, 11. You're going to be processed for sovereign advancement. That's all I got, y'all. Because you know what God is doing? While you're praying, God is setting the line up. Now, you remember chapters earlier, Job said, my kinfolk failed me. But in verse 11, God sent his kinfolks to line up to bless him because he stayed focused. Then comes his brother and all his sisters and those that been his acquaintance before. You see, God will not send people that's ready for you until you get ready for your, for, and, and, until you get ready for them yourself. Sometimes God's take, God takes people from you because you're not on the level to receive them. Look at what he says. And then those that were loyal came to him. Not just loved ones, those that were loyal and the Lord blessed him. The Lord said, listen, I got this thing so strategically set up. All you got to do is stay focused. Because you remember Job in chapter one, I just added. Chapter one, Satan subtracted. But in chapter 42, I'm going to multiply. Okay, you missed it. Look at it again. Verse 10, the Lord turned. And the word turned in the Hebrew literally means to restore, to repair, or to refresh. So in other words, when God gets me to the chapter, he wants me to be in. He's not only going to restore me, but he's going to repair me. You know what that literally means? You know how we used to say, I don't look like what I've been through. See, that's where we needed to be. I don't look like what I've been through. You know why? Because he's repaired me so that I don't look like my last chapter, but I look like this brand new book that God is writing on my life. Let me tell you something. In my life, that's why God is blessing me in ministry and life, because I, I, I sponsored my, my, my antagonist. I've, I've, I've let some stuff go. I've let some people go. Where are my people on this line that can look at somebody and look back at somebody and, 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 and tell them, I don't look like what I've been through because God repaired me? That, that's why you, you can't tell them, uh, that's why they can't tell that you've been through some stuff because God repaired you so. Touch yourself one time and say, God, he repaired me. He's repaired my mind, my heart, my spirit, my body. It repaired my life. I don't look like my pain. Some of you are looking for some man to do it. You're looking for some woman to do it. The fineries of life, but no, it ain't going to happen like that. God is saying that if you allow me to turn this thing around, if you stay focused, he said, I'm going to restore what you lost. But also, I'm also going to repair you because I don't want, watch this. He said, I don't want to give you new stuff and you're acting like a hurt person because some of you got a, got a new relationship but you brought the hurts from your last relationship. And now you're wondering why the new relationship looks like the old one, because you didn't get rid of the old stuff. He says, let me repair you. Even if you got to squeeze your own hand, you ought to say to yourself, this is what it feels like. 
be repaired because he's working on you. He's working on you. He's getting your life together. He's getting your, 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 your kids together, your job. Wow. You can see the sun shining. Think about it. Think it over because the reason the pain has been so great because he repairs you. Watch what the Bible says. I'm done. He turned the captivity. And that word in the Hebrew means the former state of prosperity. In other words, God said Satan took it, but I took it from Satan and I'm putting it in my celestial vault. He says, because when you put it in, I put it in my vault and it's been drawing 42 chapters of interest. And God sent me here to tell somebody on declared victory. He just put your stuff in a vault. And when you get it back, it's coming back with interest. In other words, you're going to get double for everything you went through if you stay focused. Is there anybody on the line? You lost one car and messed around and got two. You lost an apartment and messed around and got a house. Lost a job and you messed around and got a career. That's just it. It went in a vault and came out with interest because God will give you double for your trouble. Oh, I know it's been a long time going through 2023, and here it is, the first week of August, second week of August. I know it's rough, but God sent me here to tell you, if you can just hold out a little while longer, he says deliverance will surely come to your address. And I came to tell you that he may not come, but I declare I've lived long enough to tell you that God will show up in the nick of time. So that's how I've learned how to tell my enemy, so to speak, that if you just allow me time to suffer, the Lord is going to give me a season of success. And I want to tell you this morning that all sunshine and no rain will always make your life a desert. But let me tell you this, that when God gets ready to advance you, he's not going to check with no family. He's not going to check with your friends. He's not going to check with no board. And ask, can I bless him? Can I bless her? But somebody ought to thank God. And when God gets ready to bless you, it's going to be a sovereign move. It was the Lord's decision to bless you because I stayed focused. And so you know what? I'm going to praise God, and I'm going to give him praise for everything that I've been through. Okay, I quit. I'm sorry. Okay, I, I can go on and on because it's getting good. I'm back on the freeway. Um, good morning, good morning, good morning. Anyone want to say good morning? Now's your time to say good morning. I get so excited about the word of God. All right. Um, um, uh, good morning. Anybody want to say good morning? Now's your time. Good morning. This is Mary. God bless you, good, Pastor. Good, good morning. Good morning. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Lavelle. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Great decoration. Good morning. Good morning. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning, wonderful Wanda. Great declaration. Oh, good morning. All right. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning, Miss Carla. Hey, Miss Carla. Hi. Anyone else? Good morning, Pastor. It's yep. Juliet. Hey, Juju. <laughs> hey. All right. Is my die on the phone? Diane, are you on the phone? Diane's not on the phone? No? Okay. Good morning, Pastor. This is Pinky. Thank you. I just good came morning. In. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Is there all right? Is there anybody any any aha moments, any questions, any comments on the declaration? Now is your time. Gotta stay focused. You got your second win. Good morning, Pastor LaBelle. I like how you did that there, that Bible. Yeah, yeah, no declaration, just Bible. I like this, sir. Thank you. Bring bring the uh, uh, word. I, 
I reached out to your daughter yesterday. She says cake business is going good. Yes, such a blessing. To God be the yes. glory. Great Amen. work this morning, sir. All right. Praise God. Anybody else? Good morning, good morning Pastor. Pastor. I'm here. Who was that? Asha. Hi. Oh, that's my member. Hey, Asha. Hello. <laughs> Good morning, Pastor Lavelle. This is Danette. Um, fire message this morning. Thank you. And aha. Good. Thank you. All right. All okay. Right. Praise God. All right. Anyone else? What's up, brother? Hey, hey, hey D. I, now you know. Now you know hey. you got a missed call uh-uh. yesterday, right? I I, right? I meant to call you back, but it was kind of late. But listen, brother. Thank you for your your declaration or share whatever Bible, as Rochelle says. And I always, this is me, because every time I, I've read or heard the story of Job and we tear Mrs. Job down, we forget she had, she lost kids too, but why do we always beat her down? Mental, that mental part is what I think us, us as church folk forget. She lost too. So I just always want to give her some empathy because we don't know what, you know, we just know everybody said the devil jumped in her and she said to curse God and die. Me having lost a baby and those can relate. I never cursed God, but I did ask. Like, why did you decide to take my child? So I'm just more sympathetic to the mental part of when people go through things sometimes and we're quick to say, oh, the devil. No, no, no. It's just that we're processing what we're dealing with, I think, on that part. And then when you were talking about family and letting folks go and, oh, my God, Bill, so many of us are still dealing with the generational stuff, right? Some of us are still not dealing with family members because of stuff that people did and are going on to glory, are going on wherever. And I'm just glad that you said we're, we've lost our focus. Even in church, I went to church for the first time in a long time, and I thought about you, and I almost didn't make it because they had, met, you know, messed the bridge up. But I'm so glad I went because I got my focus back because I was allowing the things that I'm going through to get me off. So I just want to thank you for your share this morning and be careful out there driving around. All right. I wanted to talk to Mama. I called you yesterday. I wanted to talk to Mama. Or you need to text me her number. Hey. Uh, okay, but I was talking about the okay. declaration, but okay. But I called you first. Okay. All right. No, that was good. Thank you. Thank you for that point. Okay. All right. And you're right about Job's wife. She, not only did Job lose 10 children. She lost 10 children. And this was her, uh, can I say it? And can I get, be ghetto and say it? This was her baby daddy. <laughs> so yeah, she was suffering too. I got you. Okay. All right. You're right. All right. Anyone else? Come on. Good morning, Lavelle. This is JC. Wonderful declaration. Hey, How are you? Hey. I'm blessed. How are you? I'm good. Good. I have a quick question. Declaration. I need um, the lesson for a Bible study. I sent you a message. Did you? Okay. Um, Do me a favor. Inbox me your your email address, and I will send it to you right as soon as I pull over. Okay. Thank you. All right. Okay. You have a good day. All right.
Diddy, where's Diane? Has she been on the line? I need to tell her something. All right, anyone else? Come on. Questions, comments? Mike, hey, okay, Pastor then I got Yeah, go ahead. I, I just want to say, um, I, Job is the is the poster child for unbothered. <laughs> uh, he may seem that he was unbothered, but he was definitely focused on 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 God, just totally focused on him. And I like how you said that our enemies and, and situations will press us into um standing ground or press us toward god that that was a good point because a lot of times we want to um forget the focus of him and 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 do us and do the fool when we don't have to because he's already covered and kept us um but if we trust in him and stand on you know who he said that we are that he has us covered that he is our vindicator and our defender then we ain't got to worry about what they saying they can sit around like the friend said you can sit around for 75 days but i'm still gonna trust god my wife my husband can sit there and 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 look at me and say you really gonna continue to do it? yeah because i'm gonna trust god i'm gonna stay right here and trust him so yeah job is the, definitely the um poster child for unbothered so yeah yeah, you, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I had a preacher reach out to me yesterday. He got my phone number, but he inter- he inboxed me on Facebook, uh, and he made a statement to me. Uh, I heard uh, you want to be a bishop now. I said, "Oh, you." So I called him. I didn't. I didn't respond. I called him, right? And um, he said, "Yeah, now that you've got two churches about to get a third, you you want to be bishop now?" I said, "If uh, yeah, that's that's what people are saying to me." I said, first of all, it was a joke. I said, so many little bishops are coming up all over the place. And I made a joke about it. And Dee Dee responded. A few others said, ask Siri or ask Google or whatever. You know, I was being funny about it. I, I don't have to argue about who I am. And I know what God has done for me. And I know what God is doing to me and through me. And I don't have to be nobody. I, 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 I should tell you. Uh, I, I'm Greater Harvest's bishop. I'm Mount Zion's bishop, and I'm happy with just doing what I do for for my churches. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? And 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 that's why I don't be bothered with people as like I used to be and being in crowds that I used to be. But I sponsor them. I don't I don't I don't I don't dislike them, but I just I cut some people off. When I tell you, even some preachers, I've had to cut off. There's some family members I've had to cut off. Because I, I want to stay so focused. I want to stay so focused in my language and my relationship with God. Y'all, I don't have time for foolishness. I don't have time to answer foolish questions and stuff because of what somebody think or what somebody feel. Y'all, don't shoot. You, you, you got to sponsor your you got to sponsor your antagonist. And he was being an antagonist. And you know what? You have to treat them like God treats you, regardless. I wanted to say a few words, but I didn't. I did not. I kept my cool, and I just kept on pushing. And that's what you have to do. You have to stay focused. You can't be jealous because of where God has taken me. Let me tell you something. When God gets through blessing me, you ought to get excited because that means the line just got shorter. That means that means if I'm in the, if he's in the neighborhood, my blessing is on his way too. I wish I had me a witness here.
Y'all got quiet on me. Hello? Good morning. Good morning. This is Lavina. My takeaway today was sometimes you have to cover those who left you uncovered. They will call Uh, you right when they need you. And you do uh, what you do. Why? Because you're blessed to be a blessing. Going on mute. God bless you. That's right there. Amen. Amen. All right. Anyone else? Anyone else? Come on. Where the fellas at? I ain't got no fellas say nothing. All right. I don't think I ran my course today. No other questions? No other comments? All right, if there's not another, I thank God for everyone today on this line, and I pray that God will continue to bless you, and you all have a wonderful day in the Lord today, and we will check back in tomorrow morning. I'm Pastor Lavelle. Good morning. Yes. Huh? So do you mind uh, repeating the three-point bullet points again for me, please? Thank you. Yes. Patiently suffer affliction. Sponsor your antagonist. And you're going to be processed for uh, uh, a sovereign advancement. Thank you. You're welcome. That was pretty Love good, it. huh? Indeed it was. I did my homework, huh? <laughs> And I watched this, and I'm driving, too. So, <laughs> all right. Nobody else? Go ahead. Okay. Good morning, Pastor Lavelle. Um, Good morning. I just want to say thank you, and I appreciate you for your declaration. Hey, hey, hey. Good stuff. Okay. I'm going all on right. mute. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. All right. Nobody else? All right. Y'all have a wonderful day. I love everyone. May the Lord bless you real good. Y'all pray for me. I am on my way to my third interview for this job that I really want. And uh, y'all say a whisper prayer for me, okay? Because God's already done it. All right? All right. Amen. Love everybody. Hey, Val, can you bring me some Phil? Some who? Bring me some Phil's coffee on Gilman, Ninth and Gilman. I'll tell you what I want. Okay, bye. I love you. Bye. No, no, I'm in I'm in Livermore, D. <laughs> oh man, that, that's too far. I'm in Hilltop, so we ain't gonna see each other today. But I'll no, take you my number that what you should have in your fourth phone. Goodbye. Fifth phone. Be safe. Fifth All phone. Right. Okay, brother man from the fifth floor. Love you. Bye. <laughs> bye. Right. All right. Y'all be y'all be blessed. Bye bye. Love you. Uh, have, have a good day, day everyone. everyone. Blessing. Right, Walk in victory. Blessings on your day.